Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 42nd time. I love that number. 42 is such a good fucking number. I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco the podcast. Had fun with this one today. Finding some risky, crazy, off-the-wall landing places for Jadavion Clowney. I'm not taking the easy way out. I'm not just reading you, you know, hey, the the Colts have $37 million in cap room. They can afford them. You can do that. Any numbnuts with a blog has all the fucking, you just look up available cap space and go, well, he'd fit there, 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 and there. No, I'm trading guys. I'm cutting veterans. I'm getting rid of beloved stars. I'm fucking with quarterbacks. Like really, you know, twisting the knife with some of these quarterbacks. Taking chances. That's what you got to do to stay on top. So anyways, we're trying to find some landing places for former number one overall pick, and hopefully former Seahawk. Because listen, I'm not hiding behind the bias. I'm not hiding. I'm biased. I want the Seahawks to be worse next year than they were this year. That makes my life better. And when I'm having fun, hopefully the podcast isn't terrible. Speaking of the podcast, just past 200 reviews, like tonight, shout out everybody that kind of pushed those last five reviews over. Love you to death. I'm probably, I'm going to at least stop bugging you about it on the IG. Still going to ask for him here. But I appreciate you guys going on there and saying nice things. I even appreciate it when you don't say nice things. When it gets the juices going. Fuck these guys. I can be an average podcaster. All right, guys. Um, After the GOAT, episode 42. Ronnie Lott. Episode 42 of Not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Thanks for spending the time with me. And now to the goat. It's bonus segment time. Listen, because I'm well-connected throughout the league, and I know people who know people who know people who know people, I have come across, I've got, five demands here that Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's starting negotiations on his contract and he has some outlandish, outlandish requests. Like Kermit the Frog has to retire from public life. You believe the nerve of this guy? He wins one Super Bowl, one MVP is maybe the best quarter, has the best career a quarterback in his first three years has ever had, and he wants beloved Muppet Kermit the Frog to retire from public life because he can't handle, because he can't handle that Kermit talks like him? Unreasonable. Unreasonable. Um, apparently, uh, if Patrick Mahomes is going to sign this contract, Andy Reid has to only eat salads for a year. I don't is that even legal? Can they do that? I don't like was he gonna like test his blood for lettuce? 
It's just going to come up gravy anyways. This one I think we can all appreciate and is, you know, this one is, this is true altruism, but um, Mahomes is stipulating in his contract that Tyree Kill has to stop beating his kids. So I think we can all agree that's a good contract clause. Nothing wrong there. Um, let's see here. Tony Gonzalez has to legally change his name. Kansas City legend Tony Gonzalez has to legally change his name to Tony Gonzalez. You know I played basketball, right? That doesn't seem like a lot to ask. Like if that saves if that if that saves the Chiefs like an extra million in cap room just because Tony Gonzalez like changes his name, I, you know, you got you got to at least ask Tony to do it. Um. This one seems pretty impossible, but uh, Travis Kelsey has to start talking like Jason Kelsey and vice versa for 18 months. I don't I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I mean, they're brothers. They should talk about the same, right? That's not weird to anybody else. Well, that's all that I came across. If I come, if I if I come across any more, you guys will be the first to know. So Jadavion Clowney, former number one overall draft pick, former and and doesn't seem like he's going back to the Seahawks. Defensive end, edge, edge defender, as it's uh more popularly, you know, if you want to sound cool, you say, no, he's not a D-end. He's an edge. He's not an outside linebacker. He's an edge. All right? He rushes the passer. And PFF gave him some monster grades this season. 87.3 overall, 80.8 on against the run, 79.1 against the pass. Fantastic grades. Only three sacks, though. And I know the advanced analytic guys, you know, they think sacks are too simplified to stat and pressures and everything else. And all of that is just as important, if not more. Sure, fine, okay. But sacks. All right. Just three for a guy with his profile. 6'5", 255, runs a 4'5", 40. Three sacks. I mean, you've got to, you should be able to luck into that. Anyway, this is part of the reason, this has got to be part of the reason he's not getting the money he wants. He thinks he's elite, and teams are like, well, you know, can we really sell a $20 million a year contract for a guy that's coming off a three sack season? And now, you know, he's been traded. The Seahawks didn't want to offer him all the money that he wanted. So, you know, nobody nobody values you like the team that is letting you go. They always, you know, unless it's like Belichick, right? Um, so nobody values you like the team. We see this with running backs all the time, right? Like Le'Veon Bell and Melvin Gordon. You know, they hold out, they wait, they hit the open market, and they end up having to take less than they were planning on taking. So Clowney is still a free agent. And really the last, you know, it's like him and Cam Newton, but Clowney's healthy. And there's no questions about his health. It's just a contract thing. And he's also got some stipulations like he's he got offered a, apparently a, a very nice deal by the Browns, the biggest offer he's gotten so far. 
and he turned around, turned it down, or walked away from it. So we'll see if the Browns stick around in the in the bidding war. Um, but you know, he says he wants to play a, for a contender, and the problem with contenders is, is they usually have good players. And if you've got good players, you usually have to pay them some money. And if you're paying them some money in a salary cap world, that means that there's no room for free agents. Those good teams are built through the draft and keeping their own guys, keeping the guys that used to be cheap labor, rather than going out and spending big money on on the, the free agents. So Clowney is a free agent. You know, the, the Texans... Felt like trading him for the Bill O'Brien special, the first Bill O'Brien special. Basically traded him away for nothing. The Seahawks took him on the one-year rental. And now they can't sign him. So Clowney's looking like he could be on his third team in the last three years. Which is, you know, for such a premium position, is kind of bizarre. You know, you'd think that he, you know, he would stick around. Like you don't see guys like this bounce around. You know, guys with this profile, guys with this pedigree. You don't see those guys bounce around very often. But then you look at, you know, some of his, some of his numbers, and he's never even had ten sacks. It's kind of the Michael Thomas of defensive edge defenders. Can't get to that 10 mark. Nine and a half once, nine, then three. So he's had three seasons, not including his first season, which he basically missed, where he's had less than seven sacks. So what to do? What to do? Because I was I was thinking, you know, it's like, man, every time his name comes up, and you can't think of Clowney without going back to the monster play in college where he knocked the Michigan running back's hat off helmet off. You just can't like, that's the guy you think of. And then he goes first overall. <coughs> and so you're, you, anytime you hear his name, you're like, God, could my team get him? And the only way that, cause the only thing that he would be doing. So for my team would probably be, you know, the ideally he'd be a healthier version of D Ford. Well, D Ford had six and a half sacks last year. And Clowney only had three. D Ford got to play on a much better defensive line, maybe a better scheme. Who the fuck knows? But, you know, I'm like, God, I was thinking, I was like, man, maybe we can trade Clowney for 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 uh for Ford, you know, or at least in in and not necessarily one for one, right? But you trade Ford away for a pick, and you get, and then you go sign Clowney with the money that that creates. And not only would that be a, a clusterfuck, it also might not actually make the team better. Uh, I think Clowney would play more downs, but you know, if you're not getting if you're not getting to pay dirt, what's the point? So then I started. I was like, okay, let's look at some of these other teams that. If we got super creative, so I'm not even looking at the teams that have, because you don't need to be creative with a ton of cap room. So it's like the Colts. There's no content around the Colts who have plenty of cap room saying, 
hello, Mr. Former First Round, first overall pick. Here's a big contract. Take it or leave it. There's no drama there. Can't can't find the funny in that. So I've got some maybe off the wall. Certainly, certainly silly. But, I mean, let's see if I can't make a case for him. So, starting with the Cowboys, hypothetically, I mean, they lost, what, Robert Quinn, I think, this offseason? I'm not sure they necessarily necessarily replaced him. So, but they've got that, you know, they've got that big contract hold for Dak. So, they do have Andy Dalton. So how's this for a hypothetical? You let Andy run the team this year. You let Dak just kind of float away. You withdraw the franchise tender. And you just say, you know, Dak, just go do your thing. Go go latch on with somebody else. And then you go sign Jadavion Clowney. And you, you bet on the... Now, you're going to have to give Andy Dalton a raise then. He's not going to play for fucking $3 million anymore now that he's the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So you're going to have to jack jack that money up. But you maybe save 10 or 15. So do you want Andy Dalton and Jadavion Clowney or Dak Prescott and Andy, and Andy Dalton? So what say you? I'm going to go with I'd rather have Dak. But, you know, and, and the Cowboys will obviously rather have Dak. But, I mean, at least there's an argument there. You know, defense wins championships. Dak's only what one, what one playoff game, two, one, probably just one. Now there's a that's the crazy way for them for Clowney to get to the Cowboys. The less cr- crazy way comes through Tyrone Crawford. So the Cowboys have four million in cap space right now. Tyrone Crawford, who's a defensive end, he's chewing up $8 million. And that's the savings that they would have by letting him go. And one of the blogs that I read, because like, I Google says, I'm like looking at this, and I'm like, how are they not doing something about this? Like, Tyrone Crawford's a defensive end. He's never had more than five sacks his entire career. Why is he taking up so much money? And one of the blogs pointed out, I think it was the one on the sportsillustrated.com website. God, they have fucked that company up. Sports Illustrated used to be the crown jewel of sports coverage. And now it's like a worse, ver- a worse version of like fan-sided. It's awful. Uh, anyway, so Tyrone Crawford is apparently represented by the same agent that represents Dak. So I think there's, the, and this is his theory, that they're letting, and this makes sense because we've seen this before, and this is it's crazy that this is how this shit works, but you know, this such is life, this is business. They're kind of delaying the Tyrone Crawford conversation because they don't want to piss off Dak's agent in the middle of negotiations with Dak. So maybe there's a domino to fall. So maybe if Clowney is still available after Dak gets his deal done, then you know, we'll get there. And the DAC deadline is like not till July 15th. So maybe, God, if, can you imagine if Clowney is still a free agent on July 15th? 
waiting to see what all these franchise tag guys are going to do. Because there's a few of them. Like, anyway, so let's finish with the Cowboys. Sean Lee is another two and a half million in savings if they if they cut Sean Lee. And Alden, Alden Smith on the $2 million contract. That would get them to $16.5 million, which, you know, if you're going to give a guy one year, a one-year prove-it deal, would you rather give Alden Smith $2 million or Jadavion Clowney sixteen? I would rather give Jadavion Clowney sixteen, especially because in Texas you can drink in your car. You can have an open container in your car. I'm not sure that's the best environment for Mr. Smith. Like, hey, recovering alcoholic, we're just going to send you to the state where, no big deal, NBD, just drive around with an open six-pack in your car. It's cool. So that's the Cowboys. Two paths. One, just relinquish the rights to Dak. He floats away uh, and goes and quarterbacks the Jaguars. Or you go the more responsible route and go through Tyrone Crawford, Sean Lee, and Alden Smith. And I'm I'm fairly certain your defense isn't going to take too big a hit. You're going to upgrade on Crawford. Sean Lee's going to get hurt halfway through the season, and Alden Smith is going to get arrested probably by Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's not unfeasible. Then there's the Patriots. Now, remember, Clowney said he wants to play for a contender. So whether or not he actually views... Now listen, the Patriots are never big players on the free agent market. Blah, blah, blah. But in terms of leaning into strengths, right? so the, the Patriots had the best defense in the league last year. And, you know, they didn't do much at quarterback. So you know you're going to have to, you know, you know you're going to have to keep, you know, keep that defense in the top three, top five to have any hope at the division. So here's how the Patriots would get to kind of that 16 million. They're at 2 million in cap room right now. And this is all according to Spot Track, S P O T R A C. Dot com. Muhammad Sanu is taking up eight million, so that gets you to ten. Rex Burhead, Burkhead is another three that in cap savings, and some guy named Adam Butler is another three on top of that. So there's fourteen on top of the two that gets you to sixteen million. And you probably don't want to cut it that close going into the season, so you might have to like do some other stuff, and that's without figuring out any kind of like you know. Do you have to, do you, do you got the guard Thuni that is, you know, he's under the franchise tag. He's eating up, you know, he's eating up 15 or 16 million in a cap hold right now. So can they get creative around him and drop the cap number? So again, Clowney might be waiting till July 15th just for some of these, just for some of these franchise tag deals to shake themselves out. Cause some of these teams might be able to create enough room to make them dangerous and go get him. Um, the now we're starting to get a little. I mean, cutting Dak is obviously a fucking silly fucking suggestion. Um, but some people, I like some of you. If some of you are actually going to think it's a good suggestion, like because you think that Dak and Andy Dalton are the same quarterback, they're not. Don't be idiots. 
and I've, anyway, I've, I've said my piece there. Um, the Super Bowl champions, could they have a path? Because they got Frank Clark under that big contract. He's not going anywhere. But they got Chris Jones, who they franchised. So can they figure out a way to lower that number for this season? Because Clowney's not. Clowney's got it in his head that he wants $20 million a year. So he might take 15 just for a one-year deal. But he's not. you're not getting Clowney for three years at $15 million a pop. He's not giving you that big a discount. So how do the Chiefs get there? Well, you'd have to <clears> – <throat> get uh, Damian Wilson, who's an outside linebacker. So he's a, got $4.5 million in cap savings that you can get by moving him. And then Sammy Watkins has about $10 million in cap savings if they were to get rid of him. And I think if Clowney had a better 2019, that a move like that might be a little more in a little more based in reality. Because Watkins is not, you know, I talked about him yesterday on on the wide receiver duo podcast, but he's definitely the number two behind Tyree Kill. And do you really need that much of your cap tied up? You know, what's what's the more premium position? Pass rusher or the number two wide receiver when Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball? Like you gotta think it's the it's the it's the pass rusher, it's the edge defender. So I think if Clowney had, had a better 2019, that we might be looking at scenarios where teams might be willing to get fucking crazy. As it sits. I don't think, you know, none of this shit is going to happen, by the way. This is just the silly season. And this brings me to the last one. Now, the Ravens are, the Radiant, The Ravens have Matthew Juden, Judon, Juden, who's, he's also uh, on the franchise tag. So his deal is going to have to either get extended or he's just going to play on the franchise tag after July 15th. But, um, uh, so that's one path. So could the Ravens trade him? Sign Clowney and go that path. Sure. The Saints are the Saints are at eight million under the cap, and then you got two guys. You got Demario Davis and Jared Cook at a combined ten million. And Jared Cook, before they signed Emmanuel Sanders, he was their deep threat. So maybe Emmanuel Sanders takes that over for over for him, but you know. If you can save five million at your tight end position, you know you move uh, Taysom Hill out there, make him play, you know, wing back, H back, um, you know, let him pick up some extra tight end snaps. You're already paying him enough money. Um, and I and Demario Davis is probably one of those captains of the defense guys, and they couldn't afford to lose him, and blah 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 blah. But listen, I'm just telling you guys that. You know, I'm looking at guys that aren't playing exactly premium positions here. And, you know, if you wanted to go get a guy that does play a premium position, this is how you get there. <clears throat> and the last one is absolutely not going to happen, except for the fact that the Packers hate Aaron Rodgers. And they're obviously willing to fuck with him. Twist and, you know, stick the knife in, twist a little bit, pull it out, stick it in again. 
So what if they traded Devontae Adams? They'd save $9 million on the cap. Is that enough to fit? Fit Mr. Clownian? Because they're at 10. They got 10 in, in you know, 10 million in space. Just to fuck with Aaron Rodgers, I think they should do it. Not that I hate Aaron Rodgers. I just think that, you know, it's like, listen, even if you turned heel, once this is your identity, you can't go back now. No making nice. Be men. Trade the fucking star wide receiver. I dare you. Anyways, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys.